the black car the Johnny of the beer Spanish bombs on the Costa Rica I'm flying in on the DC-10 tonight Spanish bombs You got to get away from Nito You got to get away from Nito Welcome to episode number 81 of the Betty Ed Podcast. I'm Tim Crisp, your host. Betty Ed! It's a long-form interview podcast featuring musicians talking about influence, talking about writing, and talking about being around. Well, hey, happy new year, 2018. Wow, how about that? And more important, happy birthday to my mom. I love you, mother. My favorite Capricorn, and that's not her favorite Clash song, though. Her favorite Clash song is Lost in the Supermarket. Um, That's not exactly the best way to start off. The New Year, the big old downer. I love that song, though. Joe wrote that song for Mick, about Mick, for Mick to sing. But Spanish Bombs, good replacement. One of my favorite songs. It sparked Spanish Bombs, and reading about where that song came from sparked an interest in the Spanish Civil War for me, which I've kind of found myself reading about a little bit more lately because I've been reading a lot of Orwell. I got some George Orwell nonfiction for Christmas and I I always get so excited about the Spanish Civil War stuff that he wrote. And here I am back to the back to the beginning. This this everything everything that I'm interested in it, it just it all comes from a pop song of some sorts. But the clash uh, I think about I think about my parents a lot when I hear them, and you know we, they would play they would play Clash records a lot on Friday nights, and the holidays were were lovely. I went out east and spent some time with my family out there. I didn't get to see my parents, but I did get to drive through my hometown in New Jersey on my way to Allentown, Pennsylvania, which is where I spent some time with my grandma and most of my aunts and a lot of cousins. It was great. It was nice, you know, spend some time there, come back here, read, hide out a little, take a breather from the the cycle, the weekly cycle, the burn, but we're back rolling. I have some exciting plans for 2018, a couple projects in the works, more on those when the time is right, and also, really, I'm privileged to announce a new phase for this podcast for a year and a half. This show has been such a dear project, really my main source of expression, and it has been a labor of love, and it's been successful in my eyes in the people who I'm able to have on the show and, you know, the list of guests who have been on here has definitely exceeded all expectations I had. I think that it's a quality program. I think that it has developed a reach that I'm proud of, the organic growth of the listenership. But, y'all, I put so much time into it, money, 
spent on equipment and material. It's hard for me to sustain this as a project. There was an opportunity, and I'd like to hope that it is not considered a detriment to my integrity or to the shows. So with that, I would like to welcome our new sponsor, Jordan's Omelets, the internet's premier omelet blog from Roswell Kid front person Jordan Hudkins. Follow along as Jordan explores the depths of art and humanity with nothing more than a nonstick pan, two eggs, and a bottle of sriracha at his disposal. Food is for eating, but can it be for thinking? Visit jordansomelets.com for answers. My guest this week, Ginger Alford, of good luck, of one reason, of high dive, traveling, and most recently, of middle children, a band Ginger formed with Patrick Jennings of Purple Seven and Hot Mexicans. Ginger and Patrick's friendship goes way, way back to the Mississippi Delta where they grew up and where Ginger would first get started on her musical path with one reason before moving on to Bloomington, Indiana, a punk haven. If you will, she'd do a record of Springsteen covers with Paul Baraboo and then form Good Luck, which is where I and so many others were introduced. That band, there was something special there, and I've always held them close. They were a deeply affecting band. Gone, but not officially gone before their time. The last we heard from them was way back in 2013. Since then, we've had traveling, which Ginger fronted, and she now plays in high dive with Toby Foster and Ryan Woods of Defiance, Ohio, as well as Middle Children, who just released their debut LP, Earth Angel, on Let's Pretend Records. A long career, a lot to cover. We talk about the beginnings and good luck and Mississippi and Bloomington, a town that's got a storied history and also one that's putting itself back together after a collective trauma. It's good. It's a good, good interview. I'm so thrilled to have it, to start the year with it, baby. So let's get to it. But we'll start with a song, my favorite good luck song. This is Novel Figure, followed by my interview with Ginger Alford. Good. <laughs> I don't want to pop it out, but I'll get. Yeah, that's no. probably good, right? I got, oh yeah, that's totally okay, great. Cool. 
Maybe people like like sit back and it's like, no, you you know how it goes. You gotta get on top of the thing when you're singing. I don't understand why you're so shy here. Nerves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a little a little nerve wracking for everyone. I'm glad you're I'm glad you're here though, because I I was thinking about going to Bloomington next next weekend. Oh, cool. For my, what? It's my birthday. Oh. Yeah. What kind of birthday stuff can you do in Bloomington? Well, it's a like. My my dad went to college there. Mm-hmm. So I was raised in a, in a Bobby Knight household, which oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. was the thing to grow up with. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I got like like that side of the family has a lot of ties to like uh, like Columbus, Indiana, and mm-hmm. Bloomington, and home of Mike Pence, Columbus, oh, Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much, so much goodness. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're already on. We're already on two of the greats. Oh. Bobby Knight and Mike Pence. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking terrible masculinity of uh, Indiana on display yeah. right there. Uh-huh. Top two specimens. <laughs> but, you know, I, I we just opened the the coffee shop, so I can't really, like, get away too much. It's yeah. also the day after Thanksgiving. I mean, oh, yeah. It's, it's, a tough, it's a tough birthday. Let me yeah. tell you what. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was like, uh, well, where where could we go for, for a night and then come back? And I was like, I've always wanted to go to Bloomington. Yeah. You should. Uh, it's cool. Yeah. Is it? Is I wouldn't that, say it's a like tourist destination, but it's cool. It's a well, cool little you, town. You got your bookstores and There's your book record stores. stores. There's definitely a good record store there for sure. Yeah. Good coffee shops. I feel like I it's got some good restaurants. Yeah. It's, it's like, like a little compact, little cute town. It's got everything you want. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty it's much. The, it's just that four hours. It's like it's like if I'm going there for a night, it's like three hours is fine. Mm-hmm. Four hours is like, oh, we're pushing it. Oh, it's there's a little a much, change. and then there's some t- traffic. Yeah, also getting in and out. Well, it's it's also too. I think I've always got a complex with uh, with my birthday where it's like I don't want to make someone drive mm-hmm. for four hours. I can make them drive for two. Yeah. That'd be fine. No, I gotcha. <laughs> I love leaving town on my birthday. That's how I always like to do it because I don't want to like. I feel like when you're in town, there's the pressure yeah. of all your friends being like, "What are you gonna do? What do you? Yeah, what are and you? And if you do just here? leave town, nobody asks you what you're gonna do because you're like, "Oh, you left town." Yeah. So yeah. you don't have to like come up with a cool <laughs> thing for everyone to participate in. You're just like, "Oh, I'm not there." Yeah. It's yeah. so much easier. Well, when, when's yours? What's your what's March fourth? Okay, you're a Pisces. I'm a Pisces. That's my brother's birthday too. Is it really March fourth? Yeah. Uh huh. That's cool. Yeah, I like. It's a, it's a good strong title for a birthday i think you march, know, march 4th? 4th yeah it's totally. very strong it yeah. hits it hits hard yeah yeah you only need two syllables for that birthday <laughs> yep exactly yeah it's a good strong one you've been at bloomington for a while though uh let's see i think 10 years something like that yeah. wow something you, like 10 you grew up in mississippi i grew up in mississippi yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. how how is that I could write a novel. Yeah? <laughs> How does it look like Faulkner? Or is oh, it? yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's uh, it's an interesting place for a lot of reasons, and it's a terrible place for a lot of reasons. Right. And ultimately, when I left, it was definitely really good for me. Yeah, But, you, you know, I still have plenty of connections there, uh, and I, there's a lot of things about it that I appreciate. It's oddly a really great place for the arts uh-huh. because of the lack of like other things. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, it's not yeah, a great sure. pl- place for business. It's not a great place for uh-huh. like, I don't know, a lot of uh, people <laughs> that grow up there. Right. But for you to like 
get in a headspace to like produce good art, I think it's actually a really good place, and it kind of values that. Uh huh. But that said, all of the other like a lot of opportunities, people don't have good opportunities there. Yeah, um, it's extremely economically depressed. It's extremely racist. It's extremely sexist right, and homophobic. Right. You know. Yeah, like um, looking at it from the perspective of like what's you know what's been going on in the South the last few years. Is it like, is that a that a like no, we're keeping our monuments sort of territory? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Uh. The particular area that I grew up in, the Delta, is actually majority African American. So it's actually the only part of Mississippi that is solidly blue. Uh huh. Um, because it's majority African American. It also has like uh, I grew up in a college town. It's a small college, but yeah. So like that was kind of like a tiny enclave. Um, right, right, right. But you know, in general, the whole state, the You're politics just, are terrible. Surrounded that, and yeah, yeah, it's nice, like not big enough to make a. Like a statewide change. Oh, it's no, just no, like, definitely not. Um, yeah, it's pretty rough. The education system's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, Are your folks still opportunity's there? Opportunity's bad. Yeah, both of my folks live there. My sister does not live there anymore. She lives in Nashville. Is she older than you or younger? She is younger than me. Yeah. She's super What's cool. What's she doing in Nashville? Uh, she is. She actually works for Warby Parker part part of the time and she you got edits. those glasses from her i did those are good frames yeah, i know those These are, are really, really good frames really i'm not trying to do an ad but yeah i get a big discount great oh, glasses. that's wonderful um and then she also edits the east nashvillian or is she like i think she's a editor of one of the sections maybe the event section but anyway yeah, yeah she sure. works at east nashvillian which is like a music magazine uh-huh. so she does some of that stuff too oh yeah is that's involved cool. with bands there and stuff too so were was there music in the house growing up yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. you kind of uh, all musical. In the, um, in the not band, like, like playing music, but my parents were super into like actually pretty cool music. Yeah, they were like, uh, uh, when we grew up, we were actually it's in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. When I was really young, they were going to college over the over there. Your parents were. Yeah, and so they were, were they? into like REM, that kind of scene, oh, which is yeah, like southern kind of southern there. indie rock, uh-huh. southern alternative. So they're into like. R.E.M., hey, The Violent Femmes. We're all it's excited okay. that Ginger's here. It's but. okay. I'll, I'll <laughs> have some pets. Um, yeah, so like they're really into Violent Femmes, R.E.M., uh-huh. Pretenders, uh, yeah. Sex Pistols. Oh, I love those first two Pretenders records so yeah, much. Yeah, they were super good. They sounded yeah. so great, too. Those guitar tones were yeah. fantastic. Yeah, the, for some reason, that song, the uh, Back on the Chain oh, Gang, yeah. oh, that yeah. is like my song from my childhood that I most remember playing oh, for real? in the house all the time. <laughs> for some reason, that particular Pretender song. Oh, man. Uh, that's, that's a good. good. Song. That's but good. But yeah, so no, they were into like pretty cool music. Yeah, what do they sure. do? Uh, well, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. My uh-huh. dad did a few different things for, for the last like let's see, hold on my. So he for the last like twenty years or so, he is took over my grandfather's picture framing store. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he owns a picture frame store in uh, Mississippi. Uh, that's what he does. That's been that's been in the family for. It was my grandpa's. It was a furniture store that he owned, and then he kind of like retired from the furniture business, and he had a picture uh-huh. framing store. Oh, uh-huh, And then nice. my dad took over it, and so you got, he knows you got that, he knows that I have there. like no plans to take uh, over it, but that's too okay. Bad. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna change my mind. But. Well, I mean, it's, it's coming to a point too where you know maybe like as as that 
the market for because every every job's just disappearing mm-hmm. right now, right? So it's like you can both go out you, in you glory. Know, actually, surprisingly, he does pretty well even still. I think that's his great. business is actually better now than it used to be. Oh, that's awesome. Way. You wouldn't think, but all the same. I uh-huh. just don't. I don't yeah. want to move back there. And Picture framing's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, more so that I wouldn't even. I don't want to move back to my hometown. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Uh-huh. You never know, but right. I pretty much know. So, so you're you're interested in music and at a at a pretty young age, mm-hmm. you, you were interested in books pretty early on too. Oh yeah, for I know sure. You're a book person. I'm definitely a book person. Yeah, we reading all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that was something my dad and my mom both read a lot. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I would, yeah, I've always been kind of a nerd. Yeah. I've been into books and, and into weird music and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Were you, like, just kind of discovering stuff on your own? Were you kind of just, like, always seeking I guess, um, well, so they, like I said, they were pretty, into pretty cool music, uh, stuff that, like, at the time I took for granted, and now I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that was, like, pretty underground stuff at the time, you know, like, it has gotten bigger and more appreciated, but pre-internet, it's pretty cool to be into REM and stuff before that was, like, they were big on MTV or anything like that. They got IRS REM records, like, that's a dope thing. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, they have, like, Uh the first thing they ever put out. Um, Yeah. And so definitely I was always into that and uh you know I was uh I was a big nerd. I was always kind of a weirdo. Yeah. And so I liked reading books and listening to music and I don't know. You just kind of keep to yourself at school and No, I was okay. I was surprisingly not really like bullied. It's really weird because I was always a nerd and I was always like oh, the weirdo of the classroom uh-huh. but for some reason I did not get bullied and yeah. I didn't people did not mess with me. Uh-huh. I think I usually let people cheat off me and uh-huh. would like help them. I was like kind of helpful. I don't know. For some reason, people did not bother me at school yeah. at all. I was fine. It was always kind of like, they're like, we're cool with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> just, just, like, just as long as you don't like stop us from looking over your shoulder. Yeah, this yeah, we're we cool. <laughs> so when, uh, did you, when did you start playing music then? So I was 13 and I got my dad gave me a guitar for my birthday. Yeah. I can't remember if I wanted it or if he just gave it to me. Uh-huh. But, I mean, I was into it regardless. I was yeah. like, oh, cool. What uh, were you what were you learning how to play when you first started? Uh, let's see. The first thing I learned how to play was the sarm- song Disarm by Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, yeah. Which is like pretty easy. Yeah, and I would for get the sure. guitar tablature like magazines. Yeah, it was like, it's like four chords, and uh, I would play like two notes of each chord. So I don't know. really like that band very much. That song, it's oh a good song. My God, it's so good. Yeah, it's pretty. I really like the Smashing Pumpkins, but this is funny because me and Patrick were just talking about this in the van the other day. Yeah. That we're like, you know, I think their lyrics are just bullshit. Yeah, like <laughs> looking back now, it's like, like oh no. Uh, musically, I think they're great, but uh-huh. their lyrics, I think Billy Corgan's He's full of shit. He's just always been full of, <laughs> full of shit a little know. bit. Yeah. Especially now, but oh, it's just, yeah, it's just gotten so embarrassing. It's gotten really weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's kind of a bummer. So when you were starting to like play music, and then uh, like you know, I guess at some point you you, you veer further underground than like mm-hmm. just playing the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, like, yeah. Were you finding well, punk so, through other people? Yeah, kind of. I mean, there was like you know that was or I was about at the age where. Uh, punk hit the mainstream i was i can't remember exactly what age i was but like you know junior high into high school right when um, like good charlotte comes it's, yeah it's the oh way, no even the like after even blink even pre that actually oh, okay. i was i was i mean like 
I was a little bit young when Green Day got popular, but yeah. I was at the edge of being aware of music, and so then like everything kind of after that. Oh sure, I sure, was, sure. I was. So we talking like like rancid and offspring yep, like yep. yeah i was into that stuff yeah it's yeah, wild sure. it's wild to me that like rancid had had big mtv songs mm-hmm. i mean like i found out about them in mississippi that's how popular they were you yeah know, so oh it's wild so yeah uh-huh. so i was into that stuff and you know mostly rancid offspring's okay yeah uh, and then there was like kind of a lot of like i don't know stuff that got put on uh mtv after that that was semi-cool yeah for a while like there's you know i saw super chunk and oh, I right. saw, you know things like that that end up today that i still really love some right. of that stuff and then i did have uh some friends that were like also into punk well they weren't really my friends yet but like uh-huh that lived like two blocks away mm-hmm. and they started a band but it was just two of them yeah and then i went over and auditioned for their band uh-huh uh and I, uh, as the guitar player. Yeah. And the audition was basically like, can you play any songs off of Dookie? And uh-huh. I was like, yes. Yeah, and they were play. like, cool, you can be in the band. <laughs> that was the whole audition. Was that, was that one reason? No, no, this uh, was pre one okay. reason, but only okay. by a few years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how'd before. you meet those kids? So I went to Lexi, the drummer I actually went to high school with. Uh-huh. Um, so he was not like my first punk friend I made, but eventually yeah. there was like a decent little like group of maybe like six to eight punkish people. Yeah. And how big was your high school? Not very big. Yeah. Maybe like 600 students or something. Pretty oh, small. okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so Lexi was like kind of eventually got folded into the fr- uh, friend group. Uh huh. Yeah, that's how uh, I met him. And then the uh, other guy that was in the band originally, Ronnie, was from actually a town maybe like 45 minutes away. So I did not go to high school with him. Uh-huh. But like this was at a point where we we're kind of like expanding out to the surrounding towns and meeting other people punk kids from those towns right. which there would be like five in this town uh-huh. three in that town yeah two over here <laughs> and so then the punk scene at that time was kind of like i don't know Just, a little like 80 mile radius of every small town that right. had like a few teenagers so would there just be shows in in different small towns that everybody would kind yeah, of go to or was it like, like a central location uh definitely the pl- town that i grew up in cleveland became like the town that was like the center for punk in yeah. like i mean in like a little 100 mile radius south of Memphis and north of Jackson. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, there were some shows. There were shows like I went to go see a band. There's a really great band called the Grumpies uh-huh. that were from Starkville. Right? Yeah, they're super fantastic. They uh-huh. were on Reese. They had an album on Recess. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it I was kind of like the name. last thing they did. Uh-huh. Uh, super great. So actually, I was really fortunate that they were like one of the first punk bands that was local that I found because I think that yeah. they're like still. I think that they're like pretty fantastic actually. Uh-huh. Um, and you know there was stuff going on in Memphis and stuff. So like within you know an hour to two hour drive, you could go to like oh, some yeah, okay. things. Right, you know? all right. Uh, I, didn't, I guess I didn't realize out. you're that close to Memphis. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's like two hours. Right. So you you're, know you're up there. Mm-hmm. It's northern Mississippi for uh-huh. sure. So Memphis is like the closest city that okay. you would probably go to. So how does one reason come together? Is it just uh same deal basically like hanging out uh, my high school band was kind of like doing less and less because some of the people in the band had like girlfriends that they were getting serious about uh-huh. or whatever i don't yeah. know stupid reasons <laughs> high school stuff who cares right uh and so then me and 
that guy, Ronnie, who is, like I said, was from like a couple towns over, um, but would come over all the time. We were like, all right, well, we should start a band because we had like, sometimes we were getting offered to play shows that were out of town. Right. And the high school band didn't really, couldn't really do that or didn't want to, or uh-huh. I don't know what the deal was. So we were like, oh, well, we're, we got offered to play some shows. Let's go, we'll go play some shows. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like, oh, this Someone's is something we could do. It. We, we could do it. Why right. would we do it? Uh-huh. You know? So then we just we're like, okay, let's start. Oh, Lexi maybe can play drum sort of. Yeah. We'll give it a shot. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, you know, we were extremely terrible for like several years for sure. Yeah. Did you go to college? I did go to college. I went to college in my hometown too. Oh, also okay. stuck around there. All right. Uh for for through college and then I left after college. What did you so, go yeah. to college for? Delta State University. Uh, oh, what did I go for? Yeah. Uh, photography, oh, which yeah? is interesting How too do you because not want to like... hang the pictures. <laughs> no, I I <laughs> like that's the thing I actually do kind of like picture framing. But, yeah. You know. Maybe one day. She's got a real. She's really, really excited about you yeah. in particular. This no, that's is, this okay. Is kind of a, kind I'm of really a excited about her. So that's totally fair. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, no. So I did go for photography, which became. I learned all the darkroom processes that became obsolete basically the year I was graduating. Right, right, it was yeah. like when everything was going like, like you're 100% like your digital. Like, by the way, we just, by the way, we just found out these cool digital cameras. It's like six meg- megapixels on this thing and cost $4,000. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> but did you know that Did you know that you wanted to like pursue music in some sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, by that at that point when I was... I mean, at the time that I was in college, that's when one reason got, I don't want to say serious, but more uh-huh. like capable of doing tours and putting out albums and stuff. Yeah. How were uh, you booking those those tours originally? Was it just, I mean, uh, it's like pre-super yeah, connected. You know, internet. it's interesting because there's a lot, it's mostly I booked shows in Mississippi. Uh-huh. And so, I mean, honestly, it still kind of works like this today until you get to like a certain level. Right. Um, where I would book shows for other bands that were on tour. I was there was that thing, uh, book your own fucking life, which was like this magazine, right? Uh, that listed places to play yeah, in America, yeah, yeah. And, like contact people's contacts, uh-huh. basically. And this so is, I was this is old in that. school. This is yeah, so for good. Real. Um, I mean, and this is like the internet was becoming more popular at this time. So like some right. of it was through the internet for sure, uh-huh. but like. Yeah, so I was in that magazine, and then I would write to other people in the magazine, yeah. and I would host bands, and then is this I how you would meet, end up like, going to play in their towns. Is this yeah, how you I meet met, like Matt Toby and and Teddy, and basically, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. This bike is a pipe bomb. Yeah. I met um, that way a bunch. Yeah, basically, like tons of people, like some of the folks from Long Island. Yeah, Maddie from uh, oh, yeah. from Reviver. Maddie I was like here. I um, I uh, had her play at my house with uh-huh. like an acoustic thing that they did for like just a minute oh yeah was that like like post ladderman pre-reviver it was, no it was pre-ladderman oh wow okay. <laughs> that's, that's like right all, okay because i saw so that's a I, long time ago yeah i saw yeah. it uh, on discogs there was like a there was a one reason released from like 99 99 that's probably oh yeah that's like the really old one oh uh-huh, yeah because yeah, i okay, couldn't that's find like, it oh yeah no you, but that's on purpose you, until like 2004 i don't let anyone find that that's one in the shredder <laughs> well if there's like nothing else until like 2004 and we, i was like oh that must be like a that must be like an error or something like that and i you know like, we had a couple of things that we did we did like a split with someone and we did some other stuff but none uh-huh. of them were like nationally distributed it was yeah, kind of yeah, one of those yeah. things where you like we put out a cd uh-huh. that 
you know, we get right, 500 copies it. of and uh-huh. maybe we got rid of all of them or maybe we left yeah. them at a house when we moved. I uh-huh. don't know. But like, <laughs> you know, we did some stuff, but nothing like, yeah, we were terrible. Like I said, we were really bad for like when three or four got, years. When you think you, oh, okay. Three <laughs> for, or four years. Oh, at and least. Get, yeah. <laughs> until we were like, t- until it's not like incredibly embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> A long time. Well, I mean, when 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 you do get good, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> well, it, it kind of becomes like I I was you know listening back to a couple of the Seinfeld inches and and listening back to the the full length that you put out on on Pick South and mm-hmm. and it's like such a slice of like for me like the southeast in like the mid 2000s it's like this is this is folk punk mm-hmm. and this is hot water music oh yeah and this is like we this were is super into hot water and music avail yeah i was like avail was one of the first like i don't know like touring hardcore bands that i saw that i was like that's awesome yeah and you, your guitar playing kind of reflects oh for really sure. really being down mm-hmm. with that yep there's also this band from memphis uh actually Unbelievably, they're still a band. They've been a band for like over 20 years. Uh-huh. Called Pez. Okay. It's a really bad band name, but a fantastic band. Yeah. Um, and they kind of like hit a bit in the mid 2000s. I think they had like one album that kind of got bigger, uh, but they okay. never like super broke out nationally. But they are like amazing. Yeah. Uh, and they kind of also, I feel like, encapsulate that like, I don't know, like slightly aggressive, but slightly folksy. Uh-huh. southern punk sound is and i was the, super into them so. yeah is it yeah. the is it the southern thing because i was also you know picking up on like sort of like a classically like a classic rock like oh, informed for sure. guitar and like mm-hmm. especially like you know you got like licks in there classic <laughs> rock yeah for sure yeah it was definitely kind of a classic rock punk band that was, right that's accurate and the, and the, and the, the southern influence too mm-hmm. which you kind of like is that I mean, I guess like the relationship that you have with the South, it's sort of a love hate thing. Is oh, for it, sure. But are you, you're probably like really taking in like the Southern rock influences oh, for sure. and, and embracing those. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, um, yeah, it's interesting now looking back and being like, oh, one reason was like a Southern band. Yeah. And like, I don't know, I have, I don't have regrets about it, but I have mixed feelings about it now that even then I would definitely say I was like, you know, I was well educated. I was under no delusions that there right. weren't tons of problems with the South. Yeah. Uh, but I do feel like at the time it was like, yeah, you kind of embrace that culture more. And it, it becomes like a thing of like, oh, well, this place isn't perfect, but you have like a weird pride and like the cultural, some cultural aspects of it, which right. I think is a really prominent thing of Southern culture. Uh-huh. And kind of a lot of times where people get really tripped up is they're like, oh, well, we have all these problems, but I'm going to have pride in this culture. Yeah, and, for sure. And then they let that pride in the culture kind of like bleed into like areas uh, that are really like, like <laughs> they're like race yeah. or pride for uh-huh. like being like, oh, I have to, you know, yeah. pretend that the South was right about the Civil War. Right. You know, because right. I have like pride in my where I'm from. Yeah. And it's like, well, that, those are two separate ideas. I that mean, do I, not yeah, need that's, to an, that's an interesting <laughs> concept, like the, that, that duality. I don't know. I don't know how into that band, the drive-by truckers you are, but they got... You, you know, I'm, I never got super into them, but I have heard really cool things. Yeah, that's and Southern I would, Rock. I've often been like, I should check them out more. Yeah, a Southern Rock opera is basically, it's it's about like growing up in the in the South in the 60s, and um, and it's about like Leonard Skinner and like, yeah, this, mm-hmm. this embrace of... Of like, you know, how do we how do we like celebrate where we're from, but also like deal with the fact that we were so so wrong for mm-hmm. so long. Absolutely, um, yeah. An in- interesting 
thing to grow up with, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's weird. And I do think it's the kind of thing that as you get older, you're ma- able more to like kind of pick apart and think about more. Right. Um, And like I said, even then, you know, no one was under any delusions about the South. But now I think I'm even more aware of like just just aspects, things I didn't know then things. I feel like there's like whole parts of mississippi history that i didn't like fully understand until years later which is like kind of pathetic i don't know i mean you can't like fault yourself no no absolutely like i went to public high school in mississippi i didn't know what the freedom summer was like i didn't heard hear about that until adult adulthood which is the integration that's like the the rides that were done and it was like huge in the particular area where i lived in Uh the delta this was a big thing that happened in the 60s where they came down there and like you know uh, it, well, it was criticized because it was mostly like white uh, kids from the north came down and like tried to uh, sign people up to vote. So I tried to sign up uh, African Americans up to vote, uh-huh. um, and then they were met, met with like violence. Oh wow! And like, uh, yeah, you know, like tons of violence. They were run out of the state. It was a really big thing, and yeah. it's like huge part of the culture, uh-huh. or not of the culture, huge part of history there. Yeah, like maybe one of the most like I don't know important historical things that's happened there, and I. And I was, I don't, I didn't even know. (laughs) Like, I literally didn't even know that it happened until I was, like, in my 20s. Oh, wow. And then I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And, like, that's crazy. (laughs) Like, literally, that's, that's, like, that's some, like, denying and some whitewashing of history right there. we should be, like, talking about that? Yeah, oh, no, you can't talk about it. No one talks about it. (laughs) Um, Listen to those one reason, like, the songs are, like, so earnest and like, i yeah. think it sets the tone a lot for like what you continue to do with what you write there's this honesty this feeling that like what comes out of you especially on those records is just this feeling uh you know it's very magnetic feeling of just like this is coming out the way that it's coming out because it has to come out this way yeah i would say that's you fair know, describing that time. yeah yeah no i would say that's fair i've never been very into uh music that's not like very earnest and I feel like, uh, yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Yeah, well, but yeah. Totally. Well, part part of it too, I think, is like you working out your your relationship with with this place. That like I'm looking at it and being like, well, she's she's getting ready to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And I mean, is it is funny too? Like thinking about the the love hate relationship that you have with with your town and and thinking about how how bruce springsteen like like character like he how he's a part of your story too and it's just like yeah I mean, like of course you <laughs> go yeah out. no i mean he's a great example of a yeah an artist that like does really well yeah with a love-hate relationship with uh <laughs> with a particular area you know yeah how did that how did that thing happen with paul that uh, I know so, that we're skipping ahead going. Oh, there, no, but. that's fine. Um, I ran into him on a tour with one reason, and we were doing, at the time, we were doing a, a Springsteen cover in our set. You're doing and, No Surrender? Yeah. yeah. And so I think he was, we played a show with him, or he was there or something, and then he showed up and was like, oh, I love Bruce Springsteen, too. I can't really remember. Something like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, awesome. And I think we talked about Bruce Springsteen, and then for some reason we made a joke about doing a set that was only Bruce Springsteen covers. Yeah. And then maybe like six months later or something like that, 
we were writing to each other and we we're like, hey, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think he was like moving out of where he was living or something. And he's like, I'll just come down there. Yeah. And so then he just came and stayed at our house for like, oh, is two it, weeks in Mississippi. In, yeah. Oh, it's still in Mississippi. This was, this was like right before I left. Like, oh, this is actually okay. maybe one of the last things. Was one reason still. Was we were it, still doing stuff at the time. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, off and on. Um, and we. And we kind of still did one reason a little bit after I moved up to Bloomington, but not for very long. Uh-huh. It got a little like harder to have everybody in the same place and do stuff as as it goes. Yeah, often, you know. Was it tough to leave? Oh, uh, were you ready to go? You know what? I'm like one of those people that I don't, I don't end something until about like two years after I should. <laughs> <laughs> so like. I probably should have, I don't, I don't really have regrets about it, but it was like, by the time I finally got it in my head, like, I'm gonna go. Yeah. And by the time I got there, I was like, that was the right decision. I should have done this two years ago. But like, yeah, the whole time, like leading up to leaving, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I feel you. I feel you. I just had, I just like immediately once I did it, I was like, oh, that was a good idea. Yeah, I should have. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's so many of, the, of of those things that I do, and I'm just like, and it's it's tough to not like, like once you do them, feel like you wasted yeah. time not doing it. Mm-hmm. But then I don't know. It's something that I've learned to accept. I've yeah, been, and it, but then it's always hard because then you're like, well, if I hadn't been, if I hadn't stayed down there, I wouldn't have done this album, or I wouldn't have you know played with Paul, maybe, or I wouldn't right. have done this tour, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, I wouldn't have showed up in Bloomington at the exact right time to do this thing, like. Yeah. Who knows? So good. So. Good luck. Like pretty much happens like right when you get there. Pretty right? quick. I think in in maybe like six months after or something. Because Matt, uh, had he had moved to Olympia, Washington, but for like six months or something, like real quick. Uh-huh. He moved out there. He had been living in Bloomington, and he moved out to Olympia, and I guess like pretty quick was like this isn't for me. Yeah. And he came back after I had just moved to town, and I didn't know Matt. We weren't like super tight, but we knew each other. Right. Um. And. I had seen him like play, do his like solo thing uh, before, and uh-huh. always like been into it. And he was like, "Yeah, we should start a band." And he came back to town. And he was like, "Oh, I want to start a band. It'd be cool." Yeah. And I was like, "Okay." And he's like, "I already got a drummer. Uh-huh. I have this guy, Mike Harpering. It's gonna be great." And I was like, "Okay, cool." I mean, I had met Mike, Mike right, but I didn't right, right. know hardly anything about him. Uh-huh. And so I was like, "Okay, cool. Sounds good." We'll do it because, the, like I said at the time, we we're kind of still doing one reason long distance. Or actually, Lexi moved up to Bloomington for a minute too, but uh-huh. didn't stay for very long. And so we're kind of doing Such it. A but hub there, yeah. Bloomington, everybody. People like... love to move there for six months, and then that's either. <laughs> I'm serious. They move there, and they're like either like yeah, or they're like not for me, yep, <laughs> and they I, leave. <laughs> you know? Do you know uh, Mars from yeah, Inaco? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think he was there six months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no, I, <laughs> yeah, I knew yeah. I knew uh, Mars when he was there. Yeah. yeah, I think Mars was there for at least a year, oh, a little while. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> I love Mars. The, Mars and Jade were here like six months ago. Yeah, it's yeah. so wonderful. <laughs> I would be interested to see what they say about Bloomington. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it is a thing where I think people are either like, love it, perfect for me, or they're like, no way. Yeah. Uh, so, because it's, it's not a huge city either. So, uh-huh. um, I mean, you do, 
What an Intellect Griffey, you're, you did that within like a year of yeah, playing together, Yeah, it right? was really fast. It was super fast. That's pretty crazy, right? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, yeah, it went really fast. Like we had one practice and we were like, this is awesome. Yeah. And then we we're like, cool, let's practice all the time. Yeah. And so we like wrote a bunch of songs pretty quick uh-huh. um, in like a few months or something. What we were you doing up there otherwise? Half the songs. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, like I said, I was still kind of playing with one reason. I got a job working in a frame shop because that's what I knew how to do, but yeah. it was just like to to make some money uh-huh. uh hanging out i yeah. don't know just like trying out living in a different place basically yeah, for sure being out of the south adjusting to that uh-huh. yeah um so you and you you finish that and you put it out yourself mm-hmm. w- were there any expectations to it um i don't know it was kind of like i've definitely felt really happy about it like i know when we when we like started recording it or when we finished recording and I was like, this is really good. Like, I feel really good about this album. Yeah. I think we all felt that way where we were like, this kind is kind of hard not to. Well, you never know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. I, it, it's hard. Cause like I've put out stuff before that I think is like really good at the time. And later I'm like, eh, or I'm like, okay, I really liked it. But like people didn't really notice it that much or something like that happens too, you know? Yeah, so you never know. Sure. Um, but definitely we're all pretty stoked on it. And you know, like we had been playing shows around the Midwest. We hadn't done like a lot of touring, but we, uh-huh. we toured around the Midwest and like it had definitely gotten a really good response and yeah. we've been like, okay. Well, the Seems record like was out. Into you're, it. And no, like even it. before we did the oh, okay. record or like leading into working on it and stuff, we had, we'd had been going well. And then, yeah, so we were like, I guess we'll just put this out because we kind of, we had a weird thing happen where we did a Battle of the Bands competition and we won Uh, uh, a bunch of recording time and uh, $1,000. And so we were like, well, we could just do it. Who else was doing the Battle of the Bands? Actually, just... surprisingly, there were some good bands. Okay, okay. It okay. was like no, it was good. There were <laughs> so some like good you're bands. Going into like a like a high school no, gym. No, no, like, no. So we're gonna smoke these fools. No, there were some pretty good bands. Uh-huh. Um, uh, it was like an adult <laughs> okay. Battle of the Bands. It was like okay. a weird thing that went on at a, uh, one of the like clubs there uh-huh. in town that they would do, uh-huh. and it was over like the course of months. So we had to play yeah. like four shows. Oh, okay. Because okay. you would play and then like what win club, the night. What club was it? This place called the Blue bird in Bloomington. Oh, you know, I'm reading the Lou Reed book right Mm -hmm. now, and he played Farm Aid, and, uh, like, John Mellencamp, like, put that whole thing on, Uh so John Mellencamp's backing band was gonna back Lou Reed up for Farm Aid, Uh and so he wanted to play one show with them and see what happened, but Mm -hmm. he played at the Bluebird. Okay, yeah, no, totally, because it's been around for forever. Yeah, and he... still is. (laughs) My dad's got a Bluebird shirt, actually. Yeah, it's kind of where all the, like rock bands play, yeah like real rock bands play at the bluebird <laughs> the loose story was that he, he was playing and then everybody in mellencamp's band was like whenever he had his back turn was like turning his amp down and then he <laughs> would be like what the fuck is going on so did he end up not using them for that reason I no no he did he, he still did. went with them even yeah. though he turned his amp down yeah even well i don't think he knew i thought he was just like having a problem with it yeah, or something like that he was probably high was a, maybe no he was sober at that point oh, okay well, that's, when he, that's when he started to care about stuff there's also a really good paragraph in there about john mellencamp helping him with his golf swing which <laughs> What a what an image! Oh my god, John <laughs> but it, I mean that that re- that record into like Griffey like that you know it just catches on. Yeah, it was awesome. It was really uh, overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It was cool. Like, I feel like uh, you know, none of us had ever done anything that was like close to that 
suddenly successful. I'd been in one reason for like 10 years at yeah, the time. Yeah, like, and it, you it know. Like did well within the scene. Yeah, and no, and this... I'm not saying like we, we, you know, we were able to do a lot as one right. reason, like, and especially a lot for being a band from Mississippi uh-huh. at a, you know, early internet time of where it was like really, you know, people didn't know how to find bands. Yeah, I don't know. Like, definitely. so I'm very thankful for what one reason got yeah, to do, but yeah, it was yeah. like, but it's not like oh, no it was idea, like, we like were picked up good luck with, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. and the no idea thing was cool too, because we just, I, we kind of knew we like uh defiance Ohio was on no idea and stuff. Uh-huh. And so we had known, we had had different friends who had kind of like done stuff with no idea before. Um, and so, we just after we had already put it out ourselves and then we wanted to do the vinyl we because the cd came out first and we just did it and then we're like okay well maybe we should see if no idea wants to do the vinyl uh-huh and so we literally just like wrote to him and we're like do you want to put this out and they're like yeah. cool and we're like okay oh great <laughs> yeah that was easy <laughs> it was like the thing that they tell you not to do with record labels and they were just like right. yeah well, yeah we'll do it that's cool <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, all right, cool, thanks. It's funny, like looking back at that now, because it's like it, that that record comes at such a an interesting time, I think, in punk, because there's you know like the midwestern emo thing mm-hmm. is happening, folk punk is happening, and like pop punk all is of, happening. All three things that I was into. <laughs> yeah, and like good luck, like fits like for anybody that's into any of those things, it, it like fits so well. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It's always funny because like I don't think it's inaccurate to say we were like part of the folk punk scene because we uh-huh. played with. A lot of those bands, yeah. but it's always funny because it's like we were not a folk. We never even we played an acoustic. Folk- we didn't even have uh-huh. one single acoustic guitar on any record at any point. <laughs> but, but yeah, we were definitely like integrated in. Oh yeah, it we knew. Like, uh, yeah, we know those pe- kids right. and played shows with them and stuff for sure. We know all those people. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like that. People people want to talk to you about that that band a lot. Is that some, is that like a common thing that people are like uh, coming wait, up to you with? You wouldn't to you now like with good, oh, luck, good stories, luck. Yeah, man. yeah, for sure. People love to talk to me about it. Yeah. No, it's cool, and uh, I'm I'm into it. I'm I'm like the weirdest person when people come to talk to me, though, and I. It's unfortunate. I wish I was better at it, but I mean, other not other aware, people right? like uh-huh. make fun of me oh, that know really? me. They're like, "Oh, you were so weird to that person." <laughs> I was like, "I don't know how to act. I just don't know how to act." Yeah. In public, so I'm always like, "Cool, thanks." Um, how was it? touring as extensively as as you ended up touring uh, off of that good record. mostly and sometimes exhausting the same yeah. way that everybody thinks touring is you right know, i think yeah uh, you know like sometimes totally awesome did it get to a point where you were like um you know like you you say yes obviously when like things are starting to come mm-hmm. your way and then you get to a point where it's just like oh I just I'm, I'm done with this now yeah Pretty much. I mean, I would say that's basically what happened to us. What happens to so many bands? It's right. Like you know, we got to a point where we were doing a lot and doing a lot and doing a lot, and then everybody kind of had a feeling of like, what am I missing out on? Yeah. Also, you know, because we kind of like jumped in, right, head first uh-huh. to doing good luck, not full time, but like a lot, you know. Yeah, yeah. And everybody was like, hold on, what else? What o- What am I? missing out on because like matt had never gone to college uh-huh. um and like mike had never finished college and well he did in the process of being in good luck but like when we started and stuff yeah he's like had done some college but hadn't finished it and like just yeah there was definitely that feeling of like i don't know if i want to tour as much and be on tour the way that we've been on tour yeah you know? like everybody kind of had that yeah for sure i would say matt was maybe the most of that but like I, I think all three of us were kind of like, 
let's take a let's take some time to not be on tour all the time and then it turned into like matt wanted to go to college which was like i said totally fair i mean he was like 25 or something at the time and he was like yeah when am i gonna do this if i don't do it now Uh um and that kind of stuff so yeah it made sense for us to like kind of ease it off right everybody and then we still did the second record after that because we were like most of the way through writing it and stuff and we're stoked about getting those songs out oh so kind of like you get a like it, you start to put the brakes on it like as you're writing that yeah record, yeah for like, sure might as well might as yeah well, finish well it, it was never like a thing of like oh we'll just throw this out and we won't do anything else but it was like in the process of like putting the brakes on uh-huh. and finishing that record it became like well now matt's full speed on college you right know? Um, and then Mike was like, I'm going to move to Philadelphia. Yeah. (laughs) And he was like, well, okay, we'll see what happens. And then we'll see what happens turned into, I guess nothing's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. You know, what, I mean, is that, how does that, how does that vibe with you in in all of that? I would say it vibes with me pretty well. Uh Um, like, you know, I would say, I mean, I can't speak for Matt, but I know Mike and I have definitely had points closer to when we stopped doing stuff, no less so now, where we've been like, oh, maybe we should do something. And then we would like talk to each other and maybe talk to Matt and be like, oh, maybe we'll do something. Uh huh. But then it always felt like we don't really want to do something. Really? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It, there's, it, there's, it a part of me, like... there's a part of me that's like, come on, come on. Well, that's why I always say... We never broke up. Right. It, didn't, it exactly. never happened. We never uh-huh. broke up. Yeah. And I don't say that to be like, and now we're going to go do a tour. Everybody write that down. Like, right. I don't know if we ever will, but we never broke up and we, there's not like bad blood there. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's totally cool. I just don't, I don't know. It's hard for me to imagine us all getting in a headspace where we got together and did that again. Because if you did it, it would have to like be a thing. Yeah. And, but I don't know. It's hard too, because like, I think if we're going to get together and do a tour or do a reunion show or do a something or do an album, it would have to be something special. Like we're not going to be like, like the fest writes to us every year and it's like, please do an reunion show. I believe that. I mean, of course they do. It's fine. Uh You know, it makes sense. And it's like, if we do a reunion show, we're not going to play the fucking fest for our reunion show. We're going to like do something weird. Uh huh. Like we almost had a reunion show, uh, one time we were all at planet X fest like four years ago Uh and all three of us were there and we're like, okay, let's do a reunion show. And we're like, but we're going to do it at Uh (laughs) 8am. We're going to tell everyone the night before and be like, you can go, but you have to get up you at 8 a.m. Or you got to stay up. Or you got to stay up. <laughs> like, this is going to do, we're just going to do something weird. Yeah. Without hesitation, though, I, I, I feel like that, that record kind of gets overlooked. I love that record. I like that record, too, but we didn't really tour on it. Yeah. Like, I was super happy with that one also uh, for different reasons. What because, different like, reasons? I would say different reasons because I feel like we worked really hard on it. Uh, the first one was like, just like not that we didn't work hard on the first one but it was like like you said it was like real quick we didn't have a lot of time to think about it right and that's like maybe part of the good thing about it you know like we didn't over belabor certain things about it you know yeah that record kind of hits with uh, just a bunch of good songs Mm -hmm. over and over and over again and the without hesitation um in the second half of that 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 second half of that record feels like it's all like one part of a part of a big whole yeah like that feels very well thought out yeah it was it was a lot of thinking (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, that's supposed to be, that was the joke of the title. Right. Was, was like, like, with the most hesitation, the most hesitation we're going to put out our second yeah, album. We, we, just, we, just threw, we just threw this like burner of a debut out, and now we're going to take three and a half years to... Mm-hmm. Three and a <laughs> half years, and we're going to like record it over like just a crazy amount of time. Yeah. Not like consecutively but more like we would go in and do like a week and then be uh-huh. like okay and then in another two months yeah we'll come back and oh, so fix funny. all the things that we thought were wrong with at that time and then we had like a lot of access to the studio because we were really good friends with the guy that does it and uh-huh. so it was like really easy for us to like yeah keep coming back and Just doing more and doing more and yeah. doing more you know? uh-huh. and he's not and as long as you're like taking enough time in between he's not like oh, come on like really yeah, are we yeah. are we are we doing another overdub here yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so i'm really happy about it because i feel like we like i did everything i possibly wanted to do on that record uh-huh. but maybe i wish i had done a little bit less than everything sure. i possibly wanted to do sure sure classically as everyone says right it's what's what happens but, i guess you, know, you think too hard we definitely all three of us think too hard all um, the time uh a novel figure is is i think that's my favorite good luck song and um I was, I was thinking about this like when i heard it on the demo it aligned with my decision to stay in bloomington illinois mm-hmm. um my friends were moving to chicago mm-hmm. and i heard that de- i heard that song on the demo and i was like you know what like this this places me here mm-hmm. and then when and <laughs> the next year came around i was like all right i gotta go to chicago <laughs> And then it came, and then I heard it on without hesitation, and I was like, "Yeah, this is my this is my moving song." <laughs> like the exact open, open for a tough that. interpretation. It's whatever you think. It's like whatever, whatever I need it to be. Whatever you need <laughs> it to be. I like that though because I like you know as many people say I like lyrics that are a little bit of whatever you need it to be. Yeah, I mean it's it's like that song to me. It's like you know I could I could I could blend into to a place where there's. There's so many people, mm-hmm. or or I could just like go and and be in a place where like it doesn't really matter, like what you are. Mm-hmm. You're you're just there, and you know nobody's trying to like be anything other than other than who they are. And mm-hmm. that's, that's I'm enough. not trying to be anything other than what I've been trying to be lately. That's yeah. what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> you know that song? No. <laughs> I'm not trying to be anything other than what I've been trying to be lately. <laughs> I can't remember who that is. Well, it sounds great. It's, I'm gonna, it's I'm a really gonna, bad I'm song. Find it. I'm gonna I'm, be the when intro you find song it, on this. <laughs> when you find it, you're gonna laugh because you're gonna be like, "Oh, it's that song." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just don't realize how terrible it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. So what what kind of energy went into traveling then? Uh oh yeah, that was fun because that <laughs> it was fun. No, it was cool. I that was another thing that. When we kind of like slowed down on good luck, I was like, all right, well, we'll do this. Uh-huh. And that was uh, fun because it was like, okay, I'm going to write these songs that I'm going to think almost nothing about. Yeah. Writing them. Uh huh. Like, just quick. I'm going to write the lyrics really fast. Right, right. And that's what it, it's going to be what it is. Uh huh. And that's what it was. And so right. that was like, that was kind of fun. Yeah, totally. To totally like throwing away like what you just like belabored mm-hmm. over. Yeah, for sure. Well then, why didn't you do more of it if you had fun? Uh, it was it was really fun, but it, that's one of the things too. Where like, uh, I wrote those songs really fast, and it was really easy. Uh huh. 
as is always the case, the first like five songs that you write with any group of people are fast and easy. Right. And then after you like kind of get about eight songs in, you either realize like, oh, it's going to work. I'm going to be able to like write songs with these people for uh-huh. forever. Or yeah. you're like, it's actually really hard once I got past these like first few songs with these people. Right. You know, like, right. And, uh, which so is just, like a pattern I've seen before with lots of like smaller bands and stuff I've done. So, yeah, like, totally. Yeah. So I think that was like kind of the main deal. Um, that's very, we, that's very wise. Yeah. I would say and to, to, to say like, oh, well, the best thing I can do with this is to, is to give them one thing and then have them moan for the rest of their lives about how there's only the one traveling EP. <laughs> <laughs> if only. And you're sitting there like, <laughs> always leave them one more. <laughs> You don't want to put out the the eighteenth album that nobody likes anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the other thing, like the other problem with traveling that's funny is that I'm a very slow songwriter, and that was like one of actually the first bands I've ever been in where I was like the songwriter. Yeah. And so, yeah, I feel like once I got past like the first, you know, seven or eight songs, I was like, oh, I'm not totally feeling it lyrically. Right, I'm just right. not. It's not grooving and. I'm not one of those people that's like very good at like forcing myself to sit down and like work through it when I hit those kind of blocks. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you just they 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 come when they come. Yeah, it and comes that's when it okay. comes, and that's what's it. And so sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I think that might have been it. Oh, it works out really well for high dive. Yeah, you, you got two like fantastic <laughs> well, contributions the, to that record. That's the thing. That's what's that's why I've always loved being in bands that have multiple songwriters is because then I can be lazy. Yeah, and I can write like three or four songs that I like a lot and uh-huh. I have to write like 12 songs that I feel okay about. <laughs> Untouched is on that mm-hmm. high dive LP. Yep. It's one of, well, I think that's one of your, one of your best songs that's too. That's cool. I think that's one of my best songs too. I'm glad you said that. What's that about? Uh, Do you mind it, if I No, I don't mind at all. It's kind of about when you have, when you know a person really well and this could be like romantically or also platonically and uh-huh. you feel like you're like very very close to them and then you reach a point in your life like maybe you move or maybe you like for whatever reason you're not like really close to that person anymore uh-huh. and that feeling of being like i knew you so well right like i knew everything about you and now i kind of don't know anything about you anymore yeah you know i don't I mean? know where like that you weird, are like, like closeness uh-huh. and then you get to that just point like where you're like, I don't, I don't understand what motivates you as a person. Yeah, or not even like where I'm like, I don't even get you at all, like in yeah, an angry sure. way, but more like no, that feeling is... of being like when you're really in someone's life all the time, uh-huh. and then you're just like not in that person's life day to day anymore. Sure. And you're like, oh, I wonder. There's so many things now that like go through your brain. Right. Like what? What could? What happened? is it? Yeah. I don't know what's going on with you anymore. I don't yeah. know. Like. And again, not like bitterly, but more just like the mysteries of other people, I would yeah. say, is kind of like that idea. That's a good perspective, too. I like that you called out my, my bitterness. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't like, saying it was your bitterness. No, I was not saying at all. Like, well, I was projecting my own bitterness. But like but, I was trying know. to make clear that I don't, feel, I don't feel like, I don't think of that as a bitter song. I think of it as more of a yeah. like the mysteries of like humans trying to interact with each other and the idea that you ever feel like you like really know a person or you know what's in their head. Yeah. You don't ever right. really know another person or you don't ever really know what's the, in their head. And sometimes it's not until you like get time away from that or like away from that person that you realize you're like, Oh, I was never like 
inside of your head. I never knew uh, like your yeah. day-to-day thoughts. I don't know the total totality of anyone. Yeah, you know? I never never could. There's always going to be mysteries could. there. Yeah. You don't really know those mysteries until you like take a step back and you're like, oh, I don't see you every day anymore. Right, you right, know? yeah. You're a mystery, mystery to me again. Uh, <laughs> um, well, it's, it, and you know it. Just just judging by um, like what what I know about like how Bloomington has has like f- you know functioned like with with all of y'all that have that have moved there too and like mm-hmm. you know and like boxcar boxcar is like a a bookshop that people are like you gotta go to boxcar like and you know like Ryan and Toby have a restaurant mm-hmm. now too and it's 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 funny to to look at like you know I feel like y'all y'all go there out of like some like folk punk like commune oh yeah thing. yeah thing and uh-huh. and now you're like integrated into. For sure. This community into this economy. Yeah, we call it a uh, punk rock retirement community. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, the, is the joke. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that kind of like what it what it is for you n- now? Or it's like it's like you know you, you tour you tour with High Dive. Yeah. You know, and then sometimes you, not like all the time, but yeah, right. I definitely say like, uh, yeah. There's a lot of people there that like kind of have put down roots that uh-huh. were like touring musicians that are kind of like. I have a kid now. I do the, you know, and that happens in every place is just noticeable in Bloomington because it's a smaller city. Yeah. And so yeah, like the proportion sure. of people who are like touring musicians that are still there, are, like someone like Nate Powell, who does, uh, I don't know if you know who he is. He was in a bunch of bands. He was in this band, Sufi Nun Squad. And now he like oh, illustrated yeah, yeah, yeah. the March books, okay. um, which are like really award-winning uh, uh-huh. graphic novels. Um, and he like has put down roots in Bloomington. So there's oh, a lot nice. of people that are like, yeah not retired but kind of retired from punk that like do cool stuff now yeah you know? i Which like is cool. that i yeah. like that a lot i like that you have uh like you know the ability to to co- go out when you when you like to and mm-hmm. and you're involved in like good things down there now it sounds like yeah no it's awesome um do you want to talk about chris clavin i'm not stoked about talking about chris clavin but yeah well you know i'm i don't want really you know, I'm not stoked about it either, but yeah. it's obviously it's like you know, Planet X is, is you know, part of of the fabric of of like what Bloomington kind yeah, of for is, sure. and a lot of people that moved to Bloomington that like at least partially because they knew Chris or Chris was like a real advocate of like, come on down, check out Bloomington or whatever. For yeah. sure, one of the original right. advocates for it. I mean, I wouldn't say I I was like moved to Bloomington because of Chris, but he would be like a reason that I knew that it was a place for sure. Yeah. 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 It's pretty crazy. Um, yeah. I don't feel like I have a like ton to add to the conversation. Yeah, for uh, sure. As I was saying, but it, it's definitely like horrible. And, uh, I have not seen him since this stuff went on. I actually haven't seen him for like a year and a half before that. I think that he had an inkling that things were like, going this way that people were kind of like getting fed up with him and his actions and his behavior and so he kind of like has been a little bit of a disappearing act Um, yeah so for sure yeah i definitely haven't seen him in a long time it's just tough when you have like you know like i was saying to you earlier like my (laughs) the crisis that my uh my friend went through just like being on the pick sports for Mm -hmm. however many years of just like you know this is it's tough when you're 
brought together by something that you find out is is not good and yeah and toxic and stuff absolutely like that. And like, it's yeah it's hit a lot of people in bloomington hard both uh people that i know who were uh some of the people that outed his behavior uh-huh um like super courageously did yeah. so um and then you know people who didn't know that that was going on that but that were still close to chris and like kind of them finding out about his behavior through the outing and then feeling really betrayed you know yeah. and a lot of people that feel like they like had his back for a long time even as he's been like kind of emotionally going through shit for a long time and putting a lot of other people through shit and they're still trying to wear stand up for him and then kind of like having the full weight of what he had been doing be revealed you know and yeah. those people feeling super betrayed by that yeah, of being sure. like oh i had no idea this was this bad like i knew you had emotional problems yeah you know uh and a lot of people have known that for a long time like we knew you had like problematic behaviors but we had no idea that it was like to this, this to the level that it turns out that it was yeah because um, everybody kind of just licking their wounds right now yeah, and i would say that's yeah. an accurate way to put it um yeah yeah i mean people just being like feeling really betrayed and really upset uh that he was like kind of a pillar of the punk community for so long less so um in the last few years but like you know in yeah. the past for sure being like a real and also you know like he is being like a face of bloomington and like yeah. what is that say about bloomington you know like everybody feels really uncomfortable about that too you know yeah, for sure um and like things like uh planet x fest which i've gone to and like always had a really great time at playing at and like a lot of my friends that i have are like you know tangentially all connected to planet x and being like okay well i can still you know you want to be there for all those people uh right still be like okay well we're still a community even if we are like, okay, Chris, you can't be part of this community. We can yeah, still have your own sure. community. Um, sure. But I don't really know what's up with him. You know, he says he's going to get some help, and he certainly needs to, and I hope he does, but I don't know who's there to, like, hold his feet to the fire at this point because he's pushed a lot of people away. Yeah. So, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> for sure. Thanks for for talking about it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, it's fine. Um, But good things are also happening yeah. right now you're yeah. on tour we, and and patrick i i figured patrick might might come up yeah. earlier because you oh we, yeah i don't know why you go way like, back yeah right? me and patrick went to high school together oh that's so wild uh, so you were getting into into punk rock with patrick yeah um patrick was like uh actually in my high school band the first thing that i mentioned the the pre one reason high school band he uh-huh. played he the played audition? trumpet oh he played trumpet okay. in our Oh, okay. Because we had ska songs. Of course we did. Right. You had to. Of course uh-huh. we did. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he played trumpet yeah. in that high school band and has always been like kind of around doing stuff, mostly doing like his own bands or we didn't really play music together very much. Like yeah. only every once in a while. He's still down in Mississippi? No, no. He lives in Bloomington now oh, actually. Okay. So he moved okay, up cool. to Bloomington maybe like mm, three years ago. Uh-huh. I'm trying to put a time on something like yeah. that. So he's been there for a little while, and he was playing in a band called Purple Seven uh-huh. um, with uh, Will from Defiance, Ohio, and uh, and then they kind of like fizzled out, and so he was like, "All right, I want to do a thing where like I'm the main singer," and he's like, "I really want you to like, yeah, come come do something with me," and I was like, "Yeah, let's just do uh, it. Seems like a good time." Hell yeah! Finally, for yeah. us to like. <laughs> 
know, get together and like do stuff together. Just <laughs> bringing back the good times from however many <laughs> from the <basement laughs> from... with the trumpet. <laughs> yeah, from our... so long ago. Oh, well, yeah. that record sounds great. Matt played on it too, right? Yep, Matt yeah. played on it. He uh, came in and played, I think, some guitar and then maybe a little bit of bass. Yeah, and filled in a little bit, um, which was cool to like have him show up and just do his thing like really yeah. fast, which is kind of uh uh-huh, how he works. Yeah, 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 it was cool. He was just like, all right, come and lay down some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome. It's a short tour. And you go. Yep, back. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like eight by eight days, and then we're going home. I think tomorrow night actually. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> they, they were saying the traffic's bad. It's or like it's there's no direct route from here to to, to there, right? I'm sorry. We can we can talk about this. I'm just trying to trying to figure out my weekend plan. Oh no, you'll be fine. It is that it is bad on the last few yeah miles. That's going what to they're Bloomington telling the highways me. That's what up. telling me. It is. You, right. Yeah, you do need to plan a little bit for we'll, it. We'll figure it out. It was really really great having you on here. Oh, thanks. Every time uh, every time good luck or traveling comes up, whenever I'm talking to somebody, it's just like oh, oh yeah. <laughs> You get it. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. No, great having you. Thanks a lot for Hey, what a time. We recorded that interview in the middle of November. So going back and listening through again was really a delight. And to consider the conversation you know, about what's been happening in Bloomington the last few months, putting that into perspective with news that was affecting Chicago more recently, extremely helpful. And grounding Ginger's records have always meant a lot to me and plenty of others. It was such a pleasure having her over check out we got a lot of things to check out middle children record can be found on let's pretend's Bandcamp. that's let's pretend records one number one dot bandcamp.com high dive the band dot bandcamp.com the band traveling dot bandcamp.com and we are good luck dot bandcamp.com subscribe to this podcast on itunes Rate it, write a review, tell a friend about the show. Really, that's that's how this thing has grown the way it has. Truly, is is the help that I've been getting from people who are just sharing it, and and that really truly does mean so much to me. You can like it on Facebook. You can send me a message on there. That that always like is such a delight. You can send me an email at betteryetpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Bandcamp, betteryetpodcast.bandcamp.com. The website is betteryetpod.com. T-shirts and buttons are available at betteryetpod.com slash merch. And thank you so much. Thanks to Ginger. Thank you, Chloe. Thank you all for coming back, for continuing to come back making this all worthwhile. Happy Wrestle Kingdom. We got a new champ coming. Come back. 
next week. Nada